It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where a Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. It is time for Faith and Life to connect here on the session on a very special edition of the session. I'm Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries in a first ever for us. Uh, We have Tom's sister, Marty, as a guest today, and we want to welcome in uh, Marty. She is a certified clinical nutritionist, and we're going to combine her specialty with Tom's specialty and kind of combine nutrition with mental health. Have I got that about yeah. got that about right? I think so. Okay. All right. Well, Marty, welcome. It's great to have you on the session today. Well, thank you very much for the invitation. We're going to jump right into everything we've got to talk about today and hopefully including some uh, little Tommy stories. <laughs> but first, we want to turn to God's word, Tom. This is Paul's writings in 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. We're talking about our bodies as a temple of the Lord. And it's important, Scott, that we take care of them. And yeah. Absolutely. All right. So on the session today, it is Scott, Tom, and Marty. Marty Whitakin is a a uh, certified clinical nutritionist, in addition to being Tom's sister, mm-hmm. and I know well enough to know not to ask which one is older. <laughs> so Marty is uh, the host of the Healthy by Nature show, and you can find out more about that at hbnshow.com. She has been a nutrition counselor since 1982. She's the author of three books, including books called The Probiotic Cure and Natural Alternatives to Nexium Malox. Hagamit and Prilosec. In today's society, though, that would be a good read. She's also served as president of the Natural Products Association and is a founder of Texans for Health Freedom and served on the board of trustees of Baxter University. She's been named, married to Bill for what she says is a very long time. And uh, again, I know enough to know not to ask. Mm-hmm. Has four grown children and two grandchildren. And uh, Marty, thank you again for joining us today. Before we get anywhere near our topic, I've got to ask if we have any young Tom stories. Well, first of all, let me set the record straight. He is my big brother, but only in terms of his taller than I am. Uh, That's true. I am. And his older brother by two years, once in a while tries to pass himself off as my son. So uh, I'm used to all of the age jokes. And yes, been around for a while and i like to think that gives me some experience (laughs) yeah and young tom stories i've got one i think is real cute and one 
that would be very embarrassing. We should probably save it till later in case we get in trouble and need something to liven things up. <laughs> when he was, I don't know, maybe five, or six years old, he got glasses and little pitchers have big ears. He heard the optician tell my mother that they were unbreakable frames. So I guess the scientist didn't even wanted to <laughs> prove that that was true. So out on the sidewalk, he put the glasses down and then drove his tricycle over them. Turns out oh the uh, unbreakable nature was exaggerated because he broke them. And as I recall, mom wasn't too pleased. Yeah, I bet dad wasn't either. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, you and I know dad was rarely pleased. So that was <laughs> just a good excuse. Oh, my gosh. I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I seriously don't remember. You know, the mind tries to suppress bad memories. <laughs> well, I had uh, my own eyeglass story. When I was in junior high, I got glasses. And I had another optician that told me that I didn't need glasses and just gave me some exercises. But they like to sell the glasses. So I got them and I'm sitting in history class and I look around the room and the girls that are more stylish have kind of what they call cat eye glasses that kind of went up at the, in the corners. Yeah. And I said, well, I'd like mine to do that. And I remember when I was getting the glasses fitted that they kept moving them around and shifting the shape and so on. So I took a lens in each hand and, and bent upwards to give myself the cat eyes what I didn't know was that they'd been heating the plastic up. And so what I did was just break them flat in half, <laughs> made a loud noise in class. Oh my. Again, uh, mom and dad, you know, Not too why happy. do we, why do we bother? <laughs> yeah. Well, that wasn't too bad, Marty. I thought you might've been able to tell some other ones that really would have been embarrassing, but thanks for saving my skin on some of it. <laughs> yeah. So today on the session, we're going to connect Marty's work with nutrition sciences with Tom's work in mental health. And I'm kind of just going along for the ride here. This is completely uncharted territory for me. So let's start here by discussing the role that mental health plays specifically related to nutrition in, in the way that it uh, works with mental disorders. Um, I'd like to kind of start here by defining depression and see if there's a difference in the way the two of you define depression. Okay. So Tom, why don't we start with you? In the definition lately that really I have come across that I really like is in the clinical world, we call it the diabetes of the clinical world where diabetes is the lack of insulin. Depression is the lack of serotonin. So biochemically, there's not enough serotonin in the bloodstream in order to help prevent depression because serotonin is one of our allies. So it's a disorder where you want to turn things inward. You keep them in. You don't really talk about them. And then it begins to impact your thinking. You tend to feel more pessimistic, uh, more negative. That emotion that you keep in is, is energy. So that energy stays inside of you and it absorbs your energy for life. So being lethargic, laying back is very real. So that's kind of it, Marty. TV ads now are showing us what depression looks like. There's the commercial where the person is holding a paper mask in front of their face that has a smile on it behind the 
the smile, they're very sad. Yeah. And I think we all have called somebody depressed before, maybe called ourselves depressed, maybe not clinically depressed, but just sad and feeling unable to get out of that mold. I'd like to, if I could kind of take a slight detour here to explain why we have any of the health problems that we have. Okay. Uh, because it provides a basis for this, or maybe we talk about anxiety and some other things. But I named the show, uh, actually, my son Andy came up with the name, he's very creative like that, Healthy by Nature, because that is the original plan. We are by nature healthy. If we aren't, there's one of two things going wrong. We have not followed the prime directive, which is give the body everything it needs for optimum function and don't come up the works with excesses it can't handle. And you can trace any condition, mental or physical, back to that. And mm -hmm. so with that kind of a framework in mind, it's a little easier to sort out what might be the root cause of a problem. And it's kind of it's interesting, Tom, that you brought up the serotonin because that is the happy hormone. And what people don't realize is that more serotonin is made in the intestinal tract than in the brain. And same is true with melatonin, the one that helps us with jet lag and with sleep. So there's a lot going on in the intestinal tract, which is what I was talking about in my book, The Probiotic Cure. We have to pay attention to nourishing and protecting our good bacteria because they are busy making things like serotonin and melatonin and running all kinds of systems in the body. There's more DNA in those bacteria than there is in our own cells by like a hundred times. So there's some reason that they're supposed to be there and we have to think about it like you tell pregnant woman that she's eating for two, well, you're eating for a trillion because that's how many of those bacteria are there that we need to be taking care of. Wow. Marty, how did you get into this field of nutrition? Well, I can trace everything, any kind of health issue I have back to things that happened when I was a kid. And in high school, I had a little bit of teen skin. I mean, no raging acne, but, you know, there was a blemish or two. Mom took me to the doctor. The thinking at that time was, okay, well, there's bacteria in those bumps, so let's give her an antibiotic. They were new and shiny, and nobody had thought about any downside. So for a year, I was on tetracycline. So all that to say, when I got to Ohio State University, I started having these horrible migraines. I mean, and they were nasty. They would last like two or three days and put me out of commission. And so I was usually ready for a break anyway. So I would make a week out of it and tell them how sick I was and, and get caught <laughs> up later. But, and I, yeah, I hope they're not still listening. So I have these migraines and anybody who's had one knows what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you got a picture being not only having a headache, but not liking light, smells, noises, being sick at your stomach, all of those things is a very unpleasant experience. So anytime I'd go to the doctor for something, I'd say, hey, I have these headaches. 
And the answer was always, well, have you tried Darvon 3 or whatever the newest painkiller was? And I would say, well, yeah, it didn't help. It made me sick in my stomach, but it didn't help the headache. That's the only answer they had. Well, that went on for years and years. And finally, when I got to Texas, I was selling real estate and I went into a health food store to get a granola bar and a, and a juice, which is the only thing I understood in there. And I saw a magazine on the counter that said something about food triggers for migraine. I'm like, whoa, nobody ever mentioned that. So I got the magazine and it turns out there are certain foods that are high in tyramine and that can trigger migraine. So I started watching those. It was things like chocolate and aged cheese and wine. And that did help some, but I would still have them. So I went to this health food store and I started asking questions and they connected me with a a medical doctor who was trained differently, who actually was a functional medicine doctor that wanted to find out what was going on underneath and gradually got me to where I didn't have headaches anymore. Um, Combination of improving my intestinal health uh, was low in magnesium and selenium and those things just made a huge difference. And so I said, hmm, I wonder what else they don't know. <laughs> and it turns out there's quite a lot because it's it's really the Hatfields and the McCoys. You've got the whole body of naturopaths, integrative medicine doctors, uh, functional medicine doctors, herbalists and nutritionists. They're all on the side of let's balance the body out and make it work like it's supposed to and see if this stuff goes away. The other side is, hey, I was trained to gather up all of these symptoms, put a Latin name on it, look it up in the cookbook and prescribe a drug. And that's just calms down the symptoms, never mind if it creates some other symptom. And so you've got these two fields of medicine and we're never going to be really well served until we put it all together because there's value on both sides. And so the more I learned about that kind of thing, the more I thought, well, people need to know about this more. And next thing I knew, I ended up that health food store. I owned it. Well, that's, that's taking the, uh, that's taking the bull by the horns and really going forward. I was really intrigued by what you said about that. There's more DNA in what is in our intestine than there is in our actual cells. Are we contributing to that good and or bad by what we eat? Is there a relationship? Oh, excellent question. And exactly the case because they have foods that they thrive on and, and things that kill them off. The biggest thing that kills them off are antibiotics. We are very frivolous about the way we've been using antibiotics. That's why we have antibiotic resistant organisms that kills off the good guys, allows the bad guys to take over, be it yeast or bad bacteria. What they like to eat are mostly vegetables and herbs and good whole real food that hasn't been refined and have chemicals added and so on. And when you feed them that, they thrive and they take those foods and they turn them into good substances that we need to run our body's chemistry. 
when it comes to let's kind of go back on this depression thing because I want to want to try and do here is bring both of your your uh, expertise together and I'm wondering if as we look at depression or mental illness in general does Tom's world ever work in Marty's world to bring the two together and and be able to diagnose and then treat depression should should your two worlds be together more than maybe they are well a great question marty you want to go first well i would say that's yes because when i i'm no longer actively counseling because i have my hands full with the radio show and so on but when i was counseling i often would have to refer somebody to a counselor because behavioral therapy is an important component and Sometimes you need to get somebody to feel good enough to make the changes that are going to make the long-term change. Right. They have to acquire a little bit of optimism to make a change in diet because that's very difficult for a change in behavior. And sometimes exercise is a very good turning point because that gives you energy and good hormones that make you feel energized to go to the grocery store and buy food and turn it into a meal. Marty, Scott really likes those kinds of words. So when we talk about oxytocins and oh, endorphins, no, you too. Scott, Scott really starts to spin his wheels and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like a computer, you know, when it's spinning and he's thinking And So anyway, the oxytocins in what come from exercise, exercise, believe it or not, helps the nutrition, but it also is one of the chief things we would talk about in treatment of depression. And so what happens is it's probably one of the top two difficult cells to get an individual interested in because they don't have that energy. That hope is low, but when we're successful, exercise can really be, be wonderful in terms of helping that the whole idea of depression. But what's interesting, and Scott, going back to your question, if I had to say at Heritage, what is the most common and more accepted treatment when we talk about uh, depression is some of the natural products that are available. You talk to them about prescribed medication, and they remember their aunt that had a drug problem, and they go, no, I don't want any part of that. But when you talk about, yeah, you can get down here to our natural, we call it, it's a apple a day. It's a health food store and you can get a natural product. They're like, I'd be happy. I'll stop on the way home from, from your office. They're much more eager to do that. So I, I think that's, that's good to hear. I would say back in seminary, when I had midterm time in my clinical studies, they handed you three tests. There were a hundred questions per test. So you're looking at 300 questions and that made me a little anxious. So that's where I originally experienced a natural product. It was valerian and it had a definite impact. So, you know, maybe in terms of depression, we're talking more about how we treat it. We might have more similar grounds to cover. Is, is it easier to start, Marty, with you on the nutrition side and then go to Tom for more of the um, the counseling aspect of it? Or is it easier to start with Tom and then have it kind of gradually work toward the nutrition side with you? 
I'd like to get back for just a second to, before I forget it to valerian. That's often used in sleep combinations. And it just inspired me to say this probably more than once to anybody who is on psychoactive medications, any kind of drug for psychological problems, do not just stop it. Yeah. You have to work with your doctor and extremely gradually wean off of it because most of the problems that people encounter with like a depression drug or anxiety drug is when they first start it and when they stop it. So just want to put that caveat out there, but there's a psychologist in Texas. I think he's in Austin, been on the show years ago who does both. He became a nutritionist and a psychologist. So he could make very specific recommendations, but I don't think there's any one right place to start. It's wherever somebody taps into the system. And sometimes it's a ratcheting. You do a little bit of this, and a little bit of that. It makes you feel like then doing the next step on the other side. And as long as we're talking about things like B vitamins and minerals, you're not going to get in a lot of trouble unless you just go wacky with it. On the session today, we are combining two worlds here. We have uh, Marty Wittick in here. Marty is Tom's sister, and she is a certified clinical nutritionist. And, of course, Tom's here from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries, and we're talking about the relationship between diet and uh, mental health today on the session. And, Marty, I know we can't uh, tie nutrition down to just do this and this, and everything is going to come up unicorns and tulips. Mm-hmm. Um, but are there a couple of are, – are there some foods that are just major triggers uh, – for really setting off the body if you're dealing with mental health issues are there some things that just a couple of examples of foods that we really need to avoid going back to what i said originally about the prime directive which i think is star trek right (laughs) this is the most fundamental rule is give the body everything it needs for optimum function. So that might vary from one person to the next. You might be low in magnesium. I might be low in the B vitamins. So usually what we do, barring some expensive and cumbersome testing, is just cover the basics. A good multi-mineral, a good multivitamin, so you're getting the B vitamins. And they're usually not the ones I've, I've investigated the ones that are on the pallet size stacks at the big box stores. Those are usually not made with the best ingredients and sometimes have junk in them that I don't want people to have. Go to the health food store and get the best one that you can. Usually you need extra magnesium. And if we talk about anxiety, I'll bring magnesium up again. But B vitamins are often part of the issue, fish oil, and they all work together. So the more you can just build overall health, the mental health part of it will be much easier to come along for the ride. So what I'm really hearing is don't go out and try and do this on your own and just go to a store and start buying up a bunch of things off the shelf, get somebody to find out, sit down with, with you or, Uh, another uh, professional who can help you determine what it is your body needs. 
and then direct the therapy that way. That's ideally the way to go about it. The place where people usually get in trouble is not so much vitamins because those flush out of the body and there's a, a very broad tolerable level for vitamins. It's minerals. Copper's good for something or other. So they go and just buy copper and they throw things out of out of balance because they don't have enough zinc. That's why starting with a multi is better because somebody has already looked at the science and balanced things for you. I've talked a lot about zinc in the last two years because that's so critical for the immune system and for keeping the COVID virus from duplicating. Um, But even so, with zinc, you also need vitamin D. And at some point, you probably need to start having a little bit of copper, not very much. But these things all work in tandem. And Marty, does zinc come in a liquid form or is it all just a tablet? I don't know of a liquid. And it'd be hard to get people to take it because it tastes yucky. It's very metallic. Um, they, if you're sick, the best way to take zinc is with a lozenge that dissolves mm-hmm. slowly. And I made a mistake once of going to sleep with one in my mouth, and my mouth tasted like pennies for days. Mm. It took uh-huh. forever to get that taste out of those taste buds. Yeah, no, usually capsules are a little better than tablets because they're not as hard, but liquids usually better for vitamins, vitamin C, whatever. The minerals, they come out of the ground and they vary between tasting like dirt and tasting like metal. Well, and that same disclaimer would also work for the valerian. If you're going to take it, you might want to hold your breath first. It it smells a lot like when I used to change my kids' diapers. Yeah, I was going to say, it may not taste good, but at least it smells bad. (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot going on in the right. world of nutrition and as, and as it relates to mental health and uh maybe we've piqued an interest with you today about finding out some more about nutrition and how it might help your health uh, marty what is uh, your website once again in the name of the show the podcast that you do the show is called healthy by nature and an easy way to learn all about it is to go to our website, which is healthybynatureshow.com. Tom, if someone wants to start a uh, conversation with you about mental health that might work into conversations about nutrition, how can they reach you? I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. Well, Marty and Tom, thank you for joining us together today on the session. I kind of feel left out because it's not a family affair with me here. But anyway, there's a lot more to this conversation, and we are going to continue it next week. So we'll join you again and continue this conversation. And remember, you can always follow along and catch up on past episodes of the session on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. <laughs>